China is currently facing its largest outbreak of COVID-19 since the very beginning of the pandemic. So what does this mean for China's COVID-0 policy? To discuss this week, we are on the line with our senior director in Shanghai, Melinda Xu. From the U.S.-China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Melinda Xu is our senior director in Shanghai. Melinda, it is good to have you back on the podcast. Hi, Ian. Glad to be here. All right. So we have noticed the recent uptick in Omicron cases in China. Um, How's the situation on the ground? You're right. I woke up this morning scanning the news on my phone and thought I was back in 2020 when everyone is so much looking forward to a thriving spring season. Then here comes a new wave of Omicron. China has its highest number of new local COVID infections in about two years, with the latest nearly 500 confirmed infections found in at least 16 provinces, in particular in the port areas. Guangdong, Shandong, Jilin, and Shanghai are experiencing a spike. Okay, well, that doesn't sound good. Um, We know the Chinese government has been implementing its zero COVID policy. So I'm kind of assuming that these recent outbreaks are, are putting pressure on the government's stance there, right? You bet, Ian. China is pursuing a dynamic zero-tolerance approach, which relies on early detection, contact tracing, and quarantines to halt the spread of the pandemic. These measures have been remarkably effective. However, with Omicron's higher transmissibility and wide spread of coverage throughout China, It is a serious test to the current system. The detection of COVID-19 cases usually triggers mass testing, which may range from a single residential block to an entire city. In the early stages of an outbreak, to find out the source, the government will launch several rounds of mass testing. Areas where COVID cases are detected have been placed under lockdown, meaning businesses and public transportation will be closed while residents are requested to quarantine at home for at least 14 days. I was just talking with a friend in Qingdao, Shandong province. He mentioned the outbreak there has been mainly among middle school students. As a result, there are several rounds of mass testing and many schools are sending children back home, which sounds horrible, right? The core of China's dynamic zero-COVID policy is to shut off transmission routes as soon as new cases are detected. That's very effective to the original virus that causes COVID-19 and the Delta variant. But the Omicron variant spreads more easily and is harder to identify. The zero-COVID approach, including mass testing and contact tracing, is a very labor-consuming process. And you can imagine trying to race against time with the fast-spreading Omicron is a very challenging and exhausting process. And are things different from from two years ago? I know you said you picked up your phone and it felt like it was 2020 again. How how different or similar are things from from that, that period? That's a good point, Yin. With the spreading of COVID, it definitely brings anxiety to the society. But there are also some significant differences compared to the pandemic two years ago. First, Chinese governments, both at the central and local levels, have gained first-hand experience in dealing with the pandemic outbreak. 
Most localities seem to be more prepared, especially regarding medical and personnel resources. It definitely caused pain to people's normal life, but so far seems most localities were able to get the coronavirus under control. For example, Suzhou, a major manufacturing hub where many companies operate, has put the outbreak under control within 10 days. In Suzhou Industrial Park, two rapid COVID testing labs have been set up to contain the outbreak, which could test 200,000 people a day and effectively helped control outbreaks as fast as possible to prevent any spillover. And in Inner Mongolia, a remote area um, in northern China has also managed to contain the Omicron spreading in three weeks. Secondly, people nowadays perceive and react to the virus differently from before. Given that there is a general understanding that Omicron variant, despite its higher transmissibility, um, induces less severe symptoms and reduces the risk of um, hospitalization, the fear of being infected is relatively slower. In fact, during um, this round of pandemic, almost 90% cases present with mild uh, symptoms. And thirdly, the fact that most countries have turned to coexistence strategy also puts uh, Beijing under pressure. The question for China is not whether they can um, contain the outbreak, it's how to fight against the pandemic at the minimum cost. China's top economic planner in DRC recently said it is necessary to avoid two tendencies from happening relaxed control and excessive control, and also call for a balance of the pandemic control and economic development. Dr. Zhang Wenhong, perhaps China's most trusted voice on COVID-19, wrote an article on Weibo this week that at this stage, the bottom line should be um, to prevent large-scale COVID resurgence. The current priority should be how to achieve the goal of containing the pandemic while at the same time avoid the one-size-fits-all approach which aims at eliminating all COVID cases at the cost of normal life. I think it's a positive sign both from the central government and the medical experts to call for a more cost-effective way to contain the pandemic. Okay, and then how can companies get better prepared for this then? Although the impact of current COVID-related shutdowns on companies has been much smaller than the blanket shutdowns at the beginning of 2020, factories can be suspended overnight if having suspected COVID infections or close contacts to infections. The lockdown of public areas, certain communities, travel restrictions can also impact companies' um, normal operations in the near term, especially for the service sectors, SMEs, and manufacturing sites. So how companies are managing the risk of COVID? Many companies noted making contingency plans is extremely important. 
companies need to um, get prepared and mitigate risks um, for um, supply chain disruption, such as whether you have alternative supplies, um, make stockpile, or give customers a heads up on uncertainties related to COVID. Several companies also mentioned it needs high attention and quick reaction from local leadership. Um, local executives should monitor the COVID situation in a timely manner and have efficient communication channel with headquarters. Several companies also mentioned how to uh, manage employee sentiment is also important. Uh, many companies are allowing uh, flexible working schedules to minimize the impact on workflows. Do you think there's any chance that China will actually change its zero COVID policies? Well, I personally think China will largely stick to the zero COVID mentality, but maybe open to some adjustment to battle against uh, Omicron more effectively. Zeng Guang, um, a former chief scientist of China's Center for Disease Control and Prevention, noted recently that um, the country's strategy against COVID-19 cannot remain unchanged forever, and at an appropriate time, there will be a Chinese-style roadmap for living with the virus. Although he also mentioned there was still no need to open the country's doors at the peak of the global pandemic. Actually, today, China just released policies um, that um, it will distribute free rapid um, antigen tests, RATs, to citizens as an alternative to the often overloaded PCR testing system. For me, it sounds like a more practical and cost-effective way to deal with the increasing number of asymptomatic cases and not to crush the um, medical resources. However, whether this means um, it, it is a signal that China will change the direction of the current uh, COVID provision policies, I'm actually not sure. Um, I think China will not, you know, able to take a more risk-based approach um, until its population is um, effectively vaccinated. Um, despite the high national rate, I think um, it was uh, reported over 87%, the vaccination uh, rates for seniors, those older than 80, were just slightly um, above 40%, which is a vulnerable group uh, facing a high risk of severe cases and death after infection. And although China recently approved Pfizer's oral pill, the mRNA uh, vaccine developed by Biotech and Fosun has not been approved for uh, domestic use, which, um, ha which is very unfortunate. Vaccines with limited effectiveness is a threat to China's current strategy. So um, I personally think China will very likely stick to the dynamic zero uh, tolerance approach through at least the first half of 2022 and possibly longer 
In our conversations with Chinese governments, there is no indication of loosening the current policies, especially on quarantine and traveling restrictions. Um, and um, I think it's very unlikely that China would risk any such test before the National uh, Party Congress, which is set for this fall. However, we do hope some experimental opening measures could arrive in um, select cities and more cost-effective ways to be adopted. Ultimately, whether a dynamic zero-COVID or coexistence strategy, it should not be a political debate. China should have the um, openness and the confidence to learn from other countries' experiences, as well as to utilize its own strength. Speaking of that, it may sound um, absurd, but it just reminds me about how bold and brilliant uh, Deng Xiaoping was, who said, it doesn't matter whether a cat is black or white, as long as it catches mice. Alrighty, thanks very much for that roundup, Melinda. Thanks, Ian. Talk to you next time. Again, Melinda Xu is our senior director in Shanghai. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S.-China Business Council, and you can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please do leave it a rating and review. It will always help other people to find it. And as always, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week.